Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast, episode 178. My very special guest on today's show is Lindy of the band Gabriel and the Apocalypse. Um, they are a fantastic band coming out of Minnesota in the USA. Please go check them out. They've got an album out right now, um, but they're working on uh, remix projects at the moment. Uh, they've just had a track remixed by um, Stitch from uh, Mushroom Head. Uh, the track is called Systematic Chaos. Uh, I've played it on my radio show, um, so do go check that out. But go check out their videos and stuff as well. They've just released an acoustic version of Bleed Me an Ocean, which was a track off their album as well. Actually, my favourite track off their album, which was kind of a nice coincidence. Um, but they've just released that, and um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. They're they're a great band, so I implore you to go check them out. Um, obviously, listen to the interview and then go check them out if you like what you hear or go check them out now stop this this podcast and go check out now but before you do i've got some um requests for you guys obviously rate review subscribe that would be fantastic if you can do that um the the ratings and the the subscriptions and and the reviews and all that kind of stuff are greatly appreciated so please if you guys can you've got a moment on whatever platform of choice please go do that for me also if you want to help fund my projects, um, so I've obviously got this podcast, I've got my mix show as well, um, things like that, on Mixcloud, uh, which is a platform I use to um, put out these um, these audio pieces, if you will. Uh, there is a subscription service on there. Uh, it's set to two ninety nine a month. Um, that's £2.99 a month. Um, so if any of you guys feel like or want to support what I'm doing, um, I'd love you to support me on that platform. Um, obviously... Uh, the content's still going to be there regardless but if you if if this is something you've been listening to or if it's something that 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 you want to help create more of in that respect um not that i'm doing this for the money but there are costs that come with hosting and um and just sort of like all that kind of stuff i won't go into the logistics of it but there is there are costs now for this um and also um i've set up um a coffee site as well which so if you don't know what that is uh basically you can buy me a coffee so you can do like a one-off payment you don't have to subscribe to anything it's a one-off payment buy me a coffee or a tea um and that would be greatly appreciated you go kofi that's ko-fi.com forward slash dj force x if you go there you can buy me a coffee um i think it's like three quid or something like that um but that would be greatly appreciated as well because coffee fuels my day tea also does as well tea tea fuels these interviews in fact um because it soothes my throat and all that kind of good stuff um especially at the moment with the cold season around and everything really sort of suffering this year with colds um which is a real pain in the throat um, but yeah um so if you guys can support the show that will be absolutely fantastic i will be in love with you forever if you can do that for me um but apart from that now that the begging's over and done with on that front um i just want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to the show and commenting and all that kind of stuff the bands as well that i've been speaking to like ginger cross paths um soil work um uh tova last week absolutely fantastic band and just like going through i've got i've got a few more coming i've got a special one for christmas coming up as well uh which we'll go into um shortly but i spoke to a band called chroma uh the other day which is going to be the next podcast um they were fantastic band out of finland um twisted as well that was great they're releasing music all the time at the moment please check them out um and yeah i'm just sort of like going back non-point stuff like that they're all, all these bands are still going up and around and doing stuff and yeah it's just been absolutely fantastic to speak to these people and um get their insights into what's going on with them and and all that kind of good stuff but yes 
without much further ado, I give you Lindy from Gabriel and the Apocalypse. Enjoy. So I have um, Lindy on the show today. She is from the band Gabriel and the Apocalypse. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, I'm, I'm loving your music, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Um, I've, I've just discovered you guys. Uh, I was sent your music by um, one of your promotional team. Um, and uh, it was your recent uh, release of a remix of one of your tracks from last year, um, Systematic Chaos. And yes. uh, and yeah, and I was re- um, noticed it was remixed by uh, Stitch from Mushroomhead. Yeah. So yeah, he did an amazing job, and we're really excited about the release. It's really cool. I mean, I, I I'm a sucker for the kind of like rock, metal, industrial, dance music crossover thing. <laughs> if I could give it a name, I would. Um, <laughs> um, and and my <laughs> exactly, my right. my music show uh, centers around that kind of crossover. So it's primarily for electronic bands, heavy bands, industrial remixes, mashups, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the fact it was done by uh, Stitch uh, is really cool as well. But do you want to tell us how that sort of came about and everything? Yeah, um, uh, we've known Rick for a long time. We've you know played shows. We've done tours with Mushroom Head. We had Rick. He sang backup of, on one of our songs called Like God cool. on our record, New World Disaster, in 2011. And then I did a track for Vantana that hasn't been released yet. And so we're always kind of working back and forth, and we decided to do a remix EP. And we reached out to some of our friends that, you know, we really like like what they do. Mm-hmm. And we asked Rick if he wanted to do a remix, and he said yes. And so we let him decide what song off of Alpha Bionic that he wanted to remix and he chose Systematic Chaos and then when he came back with it we just loved it we loved the dance industrial feel kind of had like an old school industrial you know feel and it was really dirty and grimy and kind of like underground goth club strip club kind of feel and so we're like this is going to be the first one where we release off of the remixes because we just we loved it so much. Yeah, no, it was it's definitely it's it, I mean it caught my ear, which was really good. Um, but then I went back mm-hmm. and actually I listened to the album, um, the Alpha Bionic album as well. Um, I really love awesome. uh, Blue Me and Ocean, by the way, totally separate from this. Oh, <laughs> I really love. We're that actually song. releasing a, um, an acoustic version of that on the thirteenth. Oh really? Oh excellent. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that awesome. as well. Yeah, no, that was like I was this is whole. I mean, the whole album's good, but that one. Really really like it was one of my favorite tracks that and your cover as well actually uh because i love that uh beds are burning by midnight oil so um and you did a really good cover of that and uh yeah for anyone that's listening you can go find that now you can stop this and go find that now um (laughs) but no it's really cool because your 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 press agent sent me that and the and the remix and um yeah that's got me into it and i'm I'm sort of going through i've just gone through alpha bionic over the last couple of days really enjoyed it Uh, i'm gonna go back and listen to um other album you just mentioned i can't remember the name of it awesome um my mm-hmm. short-term memory is shocking um, <laughs> um but yeah no i was just um on that front what i want to do as well um i know we just like we kind of skipped ahead a little bit but what i want to do as well because um i don't know how familiar you are over here in the uk i don't know what your fan base is like in this sort of area um have you ever been to the england and played or 
We haven't. We've wanted to. We've had chances to. And honestly, the thing that's kept us back is the the cost to to get over there, make it happen, you know? So that's the unfortunate thing because we really we really want to. I know we have fans over there and it's just the financial part of it to make it happen. No, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure because I don't want to like um, take you through this part without without knowing if you've been here or not. Um, But (laughs) what I'd really like to do is get an origin story about your band um, Mm -hmm. to sort of find out where you guys came from and and stuff like that. And just for obviously the listeners, anyone new to the band and stuff like that, it gives them kind of a um, like, you know, the background of it and everything. Um, But yeah, if you wouldn't mind just taking us through how you guys got together and, uh, you know, where you sort of came from. Um, well, I mean, I've been in bands forever since I was like 11. <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, I started a band, the apocalypse when I was probably about, I don't know, 14 years old. And, um, it kind of evolved into what it is now. And we, we changed the name to Gabriel and the apocalypse in 2002 when we added Jake and kind of take this different turn. And, um, you know, this is, you know, so what we wanted to do we wanted to tour we wanted to do this professionally and yeah. um so we feel like i mean because it's been a long time of growth and finding what kind of band we are and this or that so we feel that game of the apocalypse really began with our release in 2011 with neural disaster it's when we started touring it's when we got figgles our keyboard player and we really found our sound we found our niche mm. and um because Prior to that, we were really trying to find ourselves in our sound. So we don't really count that. We don't really, um, um, all of our records before that, we don't even sell them. We don't play any of those songs. So, so 2011 is, uh, the, really the, the beginning of Gabriel and the Apocalypse. And we've been touring and releasing records ever since. That's pretty cool. That's good. Mm -hmm. And and what sort what area of the States are you from? We're from, uh, so like Minneapolis, Minnesota area cool mm-hmm. so um what's the sort of scene like there what's um like bands that have come out of that area and everything like that what what's the what sort of scene, uh, did the you grow scene up in? yeah i mean the scene is amazing I and mean, this is where you know prince came out about yeah. you know and um <laughs> there's been a lot of you know great bands and great artists and i just think that we've stayed here because we do love the scene we love the people we love the bands and the community and um before covid you know it's like <laughs> there were so many shows going on every freaking night you know clubs and yeah. i mean everywhere so there's always something to do there's so much culture and art out here um and support you know so that's why i think we we've always stayed here and we just we love it no that's very cool because it is is a nice little hotbed of music um like you already mentioned mm-hmm. prince and stuff like that um right. but yeah no i was just curious because like, like i said before we started I, I i was based over in the states for a little while and um i really loved how the scene worked in in where i was and it was it was sort of it it reminded me of what scenes used to be like here back when i was like like younger and and i was in bands and stuff like that as well and um and then it sort of it 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 changed as things do and and it sort of became a bit more um dog eat dog if you will um rather Mm -hmm. than sort of bands working together and and i found that in the states is very much a lot of bands work together to sort of help their scene and then when national artists come through you know they're put on the support slots but they're selling right, tickets still right. and stuff like that and yeah and mm-hmm. and and you know that's amazing i love just sort of watching that and observing that and actually then ended up sort of being a part of that with this podcast and stuff like that interviewing bands from that area and sort of really getting myself into that 
side of it um but yeah i'm always interested to find out in different parts of the states how that how that works for you guys but obviously it sounds like the same yeah i mean that's where we got our start um like clubs asking us to open for the national bands that were coming through, you know? Um, so that's kind of where that started. And then we, then we started going on tour with bigger bands and things like that. So yeah, then the support is, is great. Excellent. Excellent. How have you, um, I know this is kind of a, it's a question I've been asking everyone cause it's, you can hardly like ignore it, but how have you guys adapted during this sort of like the, the pandemic that's obviously still going on? Um, how is that yeah. sort of like, obviously I know live shows it's affected you on that front and, um, right. but a lot of bands have adapted and kind of like, you know, changed how they do stuff online, for instance, things like that. What have you been up to on that front? It's crazy because, like, when we did our last tour starting, like, mid-February to mid-March, so, like, COVID, all this was, like, unfolding as we were touring in the U.S., and we're like, should we be freaked out? Like, what's this going to turn into? I mean, (laughs) it's like we had no idea, and as soon as we got back from, I think it was, like, a four- or five-week tour, like, within two days, everything shut down and everything was done, you know? So it was kind of crazy that that was unfolding as we were on tour. And um, so we just, we really were like, well, let's sit back and see what happens. And since we had just got back from tour, we're like, okay, we know we're not going to be touring for a while. We're going to see how this unfolds. So everyone kind of do what you've wanted to do in your personal life. Since, you know, with the band, our schedule with writing and being on tour, you have to put a lot of that on the back burner. Mm. So a lot of us kind of did, a lot of things that we've been wanting to do, you know, and now that it's been how many months and we're all past that phase. We're like, okay, we're ready to play a show and we can't. And, you know, um, I mean, we've thought about doing an, you know, virtual concert. And, but I guess my thing is, is we're known for our crazy high energy live show. Yeah. And if we're going to do a virtual concert, I want to make sure that, that comes across, you know, and I don't want people to be like, you know, not get that, um, have that energy come across or, you know, cause we, we love to interact with the crowd and we just love complete chaos. And, you know, um, so I don't know, we've thought about it. We'll, we'll, we can make, make it a way that that will translate well, our live show to translate well, well, but, um, and it's financially been hard because, you know, a band like us, we only make money when we're on tour. Yeah you know, promoting, promoting Gamerly Apocalypse and our, our records and such. So that's been hard. And so I've been um, making handmade, you know, made one of a kind um, merchandise and things like that to try to keep us afloat financially during this time. So yeah. it's, it's tough, but we're really, I mean, we're, we're starting to write new music and just, have everything in our back pocket so that when tours do resume, like we're ready to come out yeah. like full force and just kick some ass. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I've, I've, I've had a lot of bands on the show and it's always, it's always different with a lot of them actually, uh, including you mm-hmm. guys of how you guys have kind of adapted and what you've kind of um, done to kind of make up partially what you would be losing, uh, especially when it comes right. to finances and like, you know, things like, right. like Bandcamp, uh, as they actually have today of recording, they've got their no fee day going on, um, mm-hmm. which is re- a regular thing they've been doing, which has been really good to sort of help artists and stuff. But no, I've had bands that have like put on like online productions, um, 
you know they've done a live show and then you know and and people have kind of like paid to watch it if you will right Um, and you've got Mm -hmm. bands that are doing that sort of side of things for free or they're releasing covers or they're doing you know something along those lines um but it's been really really interesting to watch how how a lot of like you know when when these when that element is taken away how people adapt to it um obviously initially it was like well, what the hell do we do? You know, <laughs> right? We're all stuck like, at home. We, 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 we even talked about maybe doing an OnlyFans. Yeah, because we have some like great behind-the-scenes videos and stuff that we can't like post on like Facebook. So we're like, maybe we could be the band that starts like an OnlyFans. We have some crazy <laughs> shit we've done, like, yeah. you know. So we thought about that. We'll see though. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. It depends how financially yeah. stretched you get on that front. But that would be interesting to see if that, <laughs> you know, because I like you get back bands have put up like patreons now i've seen a few bands do that um yeah which has been interesting where you sort of like you're sort of helping the band survive uh by subscribing Mm -hmm. to them essentially um and yeah no it's just it's just really like i mean i had uh elias from nonpoint on the show recently and they just did their 20th anniversary of statement which was their album back 20 years ago Uh, but they did an online show uh, where they played live and then entwined tracks with making of or Q and A's with with the band members oh, about that cool. album, yeah. which I thought was really cool. And uh, I watched mm-hmm. it, and it was it was really well done. Um, and I've got another band coming up; they're doing like a big sort of production. Um, they've got like a whole sort of like light show and everything going on around them um, and stuff like that. And they're doing like a live show that way. And and you know, it's just it's just interesting just to sort of see what and they're sort of charging ten dollars a ticket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's not the same as being at a show, right? Um, right. But we can't be at shows right now. I mean, I'm a, I'm a DJ, right. and I can't DJ clubs right now. And right. it's 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 you know I'm I'm veering towards live streaming. I've done a couple, <laughs> but yeah. um, it's it's kind of like I want to stay practice, but I also I don't know how because the couple I've done it's the same as you guys in bands and stuff. You kind of feed off the crowd exactly you get that energy exactly. you kind of like it that energy that magic and it's yeah. like oh, you don't want that to be lost and then people like lose interest or they're not into it as much so it's it's tough man i i just um i did the um the pussifer show about yeah. tickets for that that was pretty cool nice yeah. they had some really cool packages on there too that, that i thought you know was a really good idea yeah so yeah, like I said, there's a yeah. lot of ideas flying around and a lot of bands are trying to make it work. Um, but it's been mm-hmm. mainly independent bands like yourself and and um, a lot, well, a lot of like sort of smaller bands that have really adapted and really kind of, you know, used technology to their advantage on this front. And, right, I mean, right. Coming out of this, you know, live shows, that'll be a different entity at all. It's going to be very busy initially. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But a lot of people right. are going to want to be out. A lot of people are going to want to go to shows, you know, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be good for the artists at that point because there's going to be crowds there that want to be there. Um, cause right. Because they've had that taken away from them rather than being sort of like fair weather and kind of like, eh, maybe I'll go, maybe I won't. I'll say yes on Facebook, but not actually go. You know the person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, now right. that they've had that taken away from like, them. I'm not go to a show now and like yeah. say i'll go next time you know what i mean because something like this happens and then yeah you know because they realize there might not be a yeah. next time for a while so exactly <laughs> it's one of those yep. things where i think it's going to be definitely beneficial for the artists like yourself eventually obviously you know some are going to fall by the wayside because needs must and you must make money and must kind of support yourself mm-hmm. and family um but you know once that once this passes uh which i think it will 
um or i hope it will um you know there's, right. there's gonna be a lot of a lot of people out and about at shows and obviously clubs and bars and stuff like that as well which what i'm hoping for anyway not that my club was empty when i played it but um you know it'd be nice to play to a packed house so <laughs> i exactly. won't take it for granted again i'll tell you that uh, <laughs> never, never never again never again um so what are, you, what are your sort of plans going forward then i know you said obviously this remix project uh that we we're talking about at the start um can you re- like give us any information on any other remixes you've got on that yeah. So yeah, we have the acoustic mix coming out on the 13th. Um, we also have a mix that Sin from Ministry did for Beds Are Burning. Yeah. And then um, we have a couple other mixes, remixes that a couple of our musician friends in Minneapolis did. You know, people that we you know we love their work and wanted to yeah. work with them or have worked with them in the past. Um, John Wheeler, he did a remix for Electromechanical and he was a big part in Alpha Bionic. Cool. So we thought that, you know, was appropriate to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. We're going to release the, the EP probably in January. And meanwhile, we're working on brand new music and we're going to work on brand new music videos and release those closer to a time where we feel like maybe we'll be able to go on tour. Because that's yeah. the thing that's a shame. It's like for us, promoting Alpha Bionic was you know, that was shortened for us because of not being able to tour. That's how we promote something, you yeah. know, is just go out and sell it. And, and, um, so it's just like, you don't want to put so much time and money into something that you're not going to be able to go out and promote, you know? So we're just going to try to build a bunch of singles and videos and then release them at a time that hopefully we'll be able to tour. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of a good time to get stuff kind of in stock, if you will. Like Mm -hmm. I've I've found with a lot of like bands, they've either, they either delayed their release or they didn't, they just kept on the promotional trail. Um, but Mm -hmm. it it did definitely give bands a time to really kind of sort out afterthoughts you know not right. the, not the videos are always afterthoughts but they tend to be because uh, you don't mm-hmm. know what your singles are going to look like what they're going to sound like which ones they're going to be mm-hmm. stuff like that because um, if you've got like you know if you've got a label involved they might prefer one other track over the one that you prefer and then you've got to right. fight them for, <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff and and um, yeah no it's sort of like having that uh, like moment to really like get that whole package together uh, I think will be beneficial as well because obviously I think you're right mm-hmm. and th- th- like your next album I think you know I think people should now kind of wait unless it's something they feel they need to release obviously um, right. but yeah if if you make your sort of like you know you make yourself known on the road then you need to need to be able to go out on the road um, and not a sort of like socially distant shows if you will because I don't think they yeah don't right. think they work so much I mean I've I've watched shows being sat down uh, like big acts i've been in theaters to see like alice cooper and stuff like that and that being sat down it's it's kind of weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was that was in normal that was normal times um, <laughs> but um you know i saw i think it was a hailstorm as well i saw it in the theater and i was sat down and i was like three rows from the front and it's really weird just to sort of stay seated You're uh, right. <laughs> so even now when you have to stay seated in some venues i don't know it's not no it's not going to work um mm. <laughs> uh, but no, no that's, know, right? that sounds yeah. exciting i'm looking forward to hearing some of those remixes um awesome it's uh it's something that i i love in like i said before in in like what i do in my music show uh like having that and being able to mix the genres that i like are it, it just makes my life easier right <laughs> because i'm always like i can either do a remix myself or it's just a partial remix like just throwing in a breakbeat on something and just making it mixable um 
or you guys actually taking you know the impetus to actually go out and get guys people to remix and Mm -hmm. and change your songs and do a sort of different interpretation um but also give it that dance vibe as well like you did with the um systematic chaos um like i say it gave it that kind of like industrial sort of like fetish club kind of dance beat yes. if you will yeah <laughs> um which is our like like stuff like that and and sort of you know i, I play all kinds of stuff like you know bands like the prodigy pendulum and then oh, yeah. i also play things like ministry and uh sick puppy and uh nice. just sort of yeah that sort of side of things um and mm-hmm. as actually as of recording this on sunday your track is going on to uh my show um yeah. This this will be out after the show, but <laughs> people can go mm-hmm. back and listen to it. Um, it'll be on Mixcloud, but um, yeah, no, I'm, and it just I, I look forward to hearing those other remixes, including the acoustic one actually, because I really love that song, uh, the Bleed Me in Ocean oh, song. So I can see it being a really good acoustic kind of like reimagining on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking to see what um, was it Sin from Ministry? You said did the yeah i'm looking forward to that one as well that's gonna be yeah good it's yeah it's really cool you know it was awesome for him to do that we met sin i think was it 2011 like the first real tour we had done he was playing with american head charge and we just became friends and then he was playing with lords of acid when we toured with them and then it was really cool to be like yay we're the sin again and um we kind of rekindled that friendship again and nice so yeah he's been really cool excellent excellent well i've got a couple of questions left for you lindy mm-hmm. uh if that's all right and then i can let you get yeah, on with the course. rest of your day um, <laughs> um but yeah um these are sort of my standard sort of ending questions but um what i want to find out are your um your sort of three if you can obviously long down to your three pivotal albums now i'm talking about the sort of like the album that made you want to be in a band the, ma- the one that made you want to sing or something like that um just ones okay. that really kind of uh shaped the sort of musician or person that you are today i would say whole live through this nice nirvana never mind and night nails downward spiral nice that's they're, just off the top of my head yeah no that's that's it's, you're the quickest person to do this um <laughs> normally there's a lot of deliberating but that's good no um i mean the whole album um i've not listened to that in a while but um i used to have that on repeat um along with obviously a bunch of other stuff when we just listened to albums um <laughs> uh, but, no, that's a really good album uh obviously never mind it's a classic um right I, there's not much i can say about that nine inch nails as well that um that album um like i mean again it's that kind of like industrial um side of things and electronic and dirty Mm -hmm. which which, like i I really like and and nirvana um, (laughs) uh, sorry nirvana i wish um nine inch nails are really kind of like um the godfathers along with like ministry i think of that they're kind of just sort of like there's none none kind of uh none better at the moment there are pretenders but they're not quite there yet but right. um, yeah no, that's no damn fine three albums actually um i'm gonna go back and listen to that uh whole album because i haven't heard that in a long time oh my god so. i know i probably about a month ago i'm like i haven't listened to this for a while and it's, it just brings back memories you know and that was that was a huge record for me as a kid growing up and being you know a singer and then i'm like Courtney loves just like so badass and raw and in your face and it really inspired me at the time no she's definitely one of the sort of like pinnacles especially when it comes to sort of like um like female inspiration if you will on that mm-hmm. front i mean I, i'm currently raising three daughters so and i've been getting them into 
well i've been playing music in the background subliminally <laughs> um, but when they hear female voices on those tracks especially the heavy ones i um you know i played your guys stuff and they listen they asked who you oh, were awesome. i had um tatiana from ginger uh, if you've heard oh, cool. of them yeah. on the show and i mean her vocal sort of styling is is crazy um mm-hmm. But no, I get them, like I mentioned earlier, Hailstorm, stuff like that. Obviously, Paramore is a bit more palatable for them. Um, but right. stuff like that, I'm just sort of like, and, and and back then, you know, you could count sort of like, I guess, female-fronted bands on your one hand um, that were sort of like noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but she definitely put it out there for all the sort of things that she kind of gets uh, lauded with. Um, like she did put that music and she was, she was the badass female. She was like the rock definitely. and roll like icon of that of that era and and, you know even still now i know she's not like really doing music or anything but i know she kind of worked with fallout boy for a bit on one track a little while ago and stuff like that so she's still in and around um obviously her daughter's sort of coming into music as well by the sounds of it so (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah no no that's really cool that's really cool and no and obviously you know you pass someone like you continuing that kind of legacy of being you know not to sort of bring the gender into it but, but female fronted bands there there mm-hmm. are there are you know thankfully there are a lot more of them now and and bands like you kind of push that push that envelope more um right on that front and i'm sure my girls would want me to say thank you for that uh on that front because it's something that they i know one of them definitely is awesome. very much into music <laughs> and, and she's going that way she's getting very kind of like uh she's getting that kind of teenager emo kind of thing going on at the moment but she's very much into her music so you know, and I know it's a great way of expression, so it's all good. Being a former, I say former musician, I was used to be in a band. <laughs> it's nice to see. <laughs> cool. So, um, well, last question. Um, what are your um hobbies away from music? So, obviously, with the sort of downtime and everything that we've kind of got these days, is there what sort of things are you sort of getting up to? Um. Well, I. About a year ago, I started my own brand that I customize, like streetwear, and I have my own makeup line. Um, So that has been something, since I can't play shows, that's something that I really thrown myself into um, and put a lot of time and work into right now. um, Because then I can just... Get, put that stuff together and mail it out, you know? Yeah. Um, and it allows me to be creative, you know, in other ways other than music, which I just, I like to stay busy and stay creative. Um, so that's a huge, a huge thing that I've, I've been doing and putting myself into. Um, I also help with animal rescue. Oh, cool. Um, trying to think here. What else? I don't know. <laughs> and then during all this, time too i i sold my house and i moved to the country so it's only been a couple months i've been in my new place so still getting settled in there and decorating nice. and things and i was bit by a bat the third night in so that was an experience that's, that's a good omen <laughs> that one i think <laughs> yeah that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking um but um yeah just just staying creative all the time yeah cool but i'm excited to start writing music again i'm starting to get kind of in that in that mindset again no that's good that's good no so i, I always get it's always good to hear like you know being sort of like obviously most bands are entrepreneurial um by the nature of it and then you know if you can use what you've kind of like cultivated or learned or you know it, like from doing that and then putting it into your own kind of brand like i've seen like 
band members start their own clothing lines and stuff like that or mm-hmm. like just designing right. t-shirts and stuff um but yeah no like having like sort of like cosmetics and stuff and obviously like you say customizing streetwear and things like that that's really cool thank you cool and obviously animal rescue that's without even saying that is very cool so <laughs> i know now that i have like land i'm like in the springtime i'm gonna um make room so i can you know foster uh, more animals maybe rescue a cow or something i'm pretty excited so that's amazing that's amazing i look forward to seeing that i'm gonna follow you on social awesome. so. <laughs> that's really cool well Lindy, i was gonna get a pig but then i was bit by a bat and like the whole rabies series just like made me feel really sick so i didn't get a pig yeah but i'm going to i really want to get a pig that's awesome <laughs> cool well lindy thank you very much for your time i really appreciate thank it thank you um, i appreciate you good luck with everything um like with the music and the sort of uh the the the, the sort of brand stuff as well uh, i look forward to seeing how that sort of opens up for you and everything well thank you so much and i really appreciate it and i hope to talk to you soon no problem at all you have a fantastic rest of your day you too thank all right you. take care bye-bye bye bye